0: Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we combine a love of movies and televisions with not a lot of actual expertise on movies or television. This week, we are going to do a uh, best performance ever for uh, a fairly prominent actress, mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway, who is, has started her career doing doing some, uh, I don't know, kind of kitty movies, yeah, PG-type really. movies. Disney
1: and, movies. And has kind of evolved
0: throughout her career to uh, to a, a genuine Oscar winner. Yep. So we're going to break down some of the highlights throughout that career and and, uh, figure out which one we think is the very best.
1: I think uh, it's worth noting we're not going to go through all of them. So if you have a personal favorite that we don't touch, feel free to put us on Blast on Twitter or Facebook. We're just going to kind of talk about the big ones without going into specifics.
0: For sure. Oh, I was trying to find a couple interesting facts about Anne Hathaway before we got into this, and there aren't that many, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but she is named after Shakespeare's life. That's exciting. I did not know that. She is. She got her start really with the uh, the Princess Diaries and that kind mm-hmm. of starter on this PG route. And she, she followed that for several years of her early career. And then she got cast in uh, was it Brokeback Mountain and then Devil Wears Prada I think
1: I'm not sure which order I'm gonna say Devil Wears Prada first No
0: but. it is it's Brokeback Mountain and then oh, it, that then
1: definitely will set you off the which, uh, which you think Disney movie which you path. think would
0: get you right into kind of like the adult serious acting things but then she did a series of rom coms for a good while and then she became kind of the female version of Matthew McConaughey who was our first best yeah. performance ever until she also had her own hath connaissance yeah <laughs> <laughs> and connaissance and connaissance um, and has has since gone on to do a lot of uh, meaty and really really good roles. Yeah, honestly, yeah, she's very good. So we're gonna start here again. We're just gonna hit some of the highlights, not necessarily everyone. If you love every Anne Hathaway movie, I'm sorry, we're not gonna get <laughs> this. Is not for you? This is not <laughs> a thing for you. Uh, we're gonna start with the uh, the Princess Diaries, which yep. was her. Well, she was actually in like an Australian film before this, but her first real film, uh, which I very much remember as a young person, be like, "Ooh, this girl is cute." Yeah, I remember. Julie Andrews?
1: Julie Andrews is definitely in it. In his movies? Yeah, I don't remember too much about it. Is- oh, no. Isn't she like a... She's a
0: secret princess.
1: She doesn't know she's a princess, yep. but she actually is she's, one. You know, she's... she's. Uh, and in the second one, she's like supposed to get married or something.
0: Right. So she's like a, a frazzled youngster just trying to make it through high school. Oh, and yeah. Everything's she's kind of like la- the nerd. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then instead of taking her glasses off and putting her hair down, which she does do later, but before that happens, she finds out that she's a secret princess and she has to learn all the ways to be a proper That's princess right. to take over... The, uh, the kingdom of Genovia I think something like if that if I'm remembering correctly it's a fun movie
1: yeah they're pretty fun I, uh, I never have you seen the second one I believe I have my when my wife and I got married I'm pretty sure we went on a run between these two and Ella Enchanted because I had never seen like any of them yeah and apparently she was a real big, like, Disney fan during the time period that these movies came out, which is like, what, early 2000s? Yeah, like in 2002, two- three, four, yeah. yeah. They're fine. They're fine. Yeah.
0: I, I think these definitely hold up. And, you know, Julie Andrews is always phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to say better than Transformers, because I'm going to prefer to watch Transformers. But... They're decent movies. I'm
0: torn. If I'm in the right mood, this movie might be better that maybe, maybe. I'll
1: give you. How about this? The first Princess Diary. Yeah, I for was. sure. Yeah, for sure. Did you ever see Ella Enchanted?
0: No. Well, that that actually moves it on to yeah. The one of one of her other roles before yeah. she moved into the adult
1: world of acting really was uh, Ella Enchanted, where it's, it's also kind of a cutesy fantasy film. Yeah, it's very similar. I guess like uh, Princess Diaries is more real world and Ella Enchanted is more like fantasy world. Um, She's when she's a baby, I think her very godmother places a curse on her. It's not supposed to be a curse. It's supposed to be a gift and yeah. then people kind of use it as a curse, turn it against her. And so she and some prince go off to find her fairy godmother to try to remove the curse off of her. I don't really like this movie. It feels very kind of kiddish. And what's the one with Amy Adams? Enchanted? Yeah. Enchanted is like a better version of this movie, which is the live action like princess fairy tale. Right. Right.
0: They do seem like they'd be similar.
1: Yeah, and Enchanted just does it so well. So I'm gonna say this movie is worse than Transformers. That's and fair. And I probably never will, well, unless my daughter gets older and she wants to watch it. I...
0: You'll just show her Enchanted.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, man, I don't want, I don't
0: want to get too deep on a segue, but isn't that the role that James Marsden was born to play? Oh man, more than
1: anything else. Yeah, that movie is fantastic. Enchanted is excellent. I
0: don't, I don't love it quite as much as you do, but even just from the trailer, when I yeah. saw James Marsden is like corny like prince charming yeah, is so he was
1: like oh man this is what he is good for yeah Adina menzel's great in it amy adams yep. they're all fantastic it's a good it's a great cast yeah. uh
0: yeah it's a good movie
1: sorry Anne, we got off track there <laughs> that's fine <laughs> i'm
0: sure she doesn't remember ellen Chanted <laughs> super finally either that brings us to uh break breakback mountain back mountain back mountain, mountain the uh semi-infamous movie uh, yep. of of two gay cowboys back
1: in what is it i don't know what time period the movie takes place i, I don't know say the 70s or 80s but i don't know for sure yeah so of course she's in it Jake gyllenhaal heath ledger mm-hmm. michelle williams i believe plays heath ledger's wife in the movie this is a really good movie you've never seen it right no uh you should check it out i actually think heath ledger is better in this movie than he was in the Dark Knight, mm. and I think the whole reason he got the Oscar for Dark Knight is because they messed it up the year prior in Brokeback Mountain. Um, she plays—I can't remember if she's Jake. I don't think she marries Jake Gyllenhaal, but they date for a while. Mm. She's like a uh, like a rodeo girl, um, and she's really good in it. um It's definitely the. I would say the first adult role for her Uh, and uh, she's kind of like a she's I mean she does rodeo so she's like adventurous and kind of crazy and like lives on the edge and she's good in it. She's not in much of it but she's she's good in it.
0: It's fair. I suppose she's not really the focus but no she's not good good supporting role. Yeah. I put it in parentheses here if you want to talk about it. She also was the voice cast in uh, the animated I don't know goofy retelling of the the Red Riding Hood story. Yeah. Hoodwinked.
1: Hoodwinked uh hoodwinks is is v- actually very funny uh it looks like it was made for very little money but uh it's it's pretty entertaining they have uh, some good jokes and gags it's kind of like a um murder mystery almost uh they're interviewing all these people who were a part of this crime where the big bad wolf and look it's not good by any stretch of the imagination but it's got some good laughs in it it's kind of become i think a, i would put it in a cult status uh, it's got its own fun little fan base enough to make a sequel I know a lot of people who really love this
0: movie. Yeah, it's funny, man. I just can't get past the animation every time I see it. It's horrible. (laughs) They spent too much money on the voice cast.
1: Look, I could actually understand why you can make that argument, why it's the right way to go. But then, yeah, if it's so bad to look at, no one's going to even get to the voices. Yeah,
0: yeah. Better or worse than Transformers? Oh, it's
1: worse than Transformers. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, I'd say so far, we maybe are bad in 500. I would go two better than Transformers, two worse. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, well, that brings
0: us to arguably the most famous Anne Hathaway role, Devil Wears Prada.
1: Oh, it's fantastic. It's, it's Everyone is really great in this movie. But it's I mean, way better than it should be. I it think. is, absolutely.
0: Um, You know, this is, this is definitely her breakout
1: role as like, an actress. Emily Blunt is fantastic in this movie. She is. I mean, Meryl Streep is always fantastic Meryl everything. Meryl Streep is great. Stanley Tucci is phenomenal. Oh, he's hilarious in this movie. It's just a really good movie.
0: It's a really fun movie. In, in the movie uh, Anne Hathaway plays... How, don't, how does she get the job in the first place? Do you remember? I don't. It's been a while. But she essentially is a journalist who kind of is not really into fashion, but she ends up being uh, getting a job as the assistant to Miranda Priestly who's played by Meryl Streep who is a fashion magnate mm-hmm. um, running it's it one of the magazines.
1: I think you're right. L or something, I don't remember. Sure.
0: And it's essentially her just struggling to, to keep up and and satisfy the the seemingly insatisfiable Miranda Priestley and uh learning and growing along the way. Yeah. Um I think repeat viewings of this movie makes it very clear that Miranda Priestley is not the villain in this movie, it is what's his fucking face from entourage? Yes. Vinny Chase Vinny yeah, who, who's the unsupportive boyfriend? Yeah, he's like you. You spend too much time on yes. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> this movie's great. It's great. I really like it. She goes through like a very believable transformation in this movie, like, mm-hmm. and uh, and Hathaway just pulls it off. I she mean, does she, every part of that role. I mean, I, look,
0: it's not. It's not unlike. A Princess Diaries
1: kind of like it's very similar, kind you of you know,
0: uh, not like makeover. What do you what do you call that? Transformation. Yeah, Transformers. Metamorphosis. Transferi- metam- oh, even better, Metamorphosis. Yeah. I <laughs> love that. And yeah, her her against uh, Emily Blunt is oh, fantastic because fan- so they're, they're like you know they're the back
1: and forth. Yeah, and then was like the commentary that Stanley Tucci provides. Uh-huh. It's fantastic. Their
0: colleagues and their rivals, and it, oh, it's it's a phenomenal movie. Yeah, it's I great. Can't recommend it enough. Definitely better than Transformers. One hundred percent. Yeah, we're gonna get to better things as we keep going on. Yeah, this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this one makes a strong case if we're going for, for best, best role. roles. Yeah,
1: this you, this one competes for sure. It's
0: definitely not as like dramatically uh, challenging challenging as some of the other ones. But I don't I think it's, you know, it's, uh, it's just
1: everything Anne Hathaway can do. Like certainly there are ones on our list farther on that are more like asking more of her from yeah. an acting perspective. But this is just such a good balance of like one who the world thinks Anne Hathaway is, mm-hmm. which may not be fair to her. But that's the way people view her but to what she had done earlier in her career and then also her like separating herself and saying like no like I'm not that like Disney princess, you know, girl anymore. This is who I am. like it's it's all of that in one role that is also just a great movie. Like the rest of the cast is good and uh, it's just a really fun entertaining watch. It's super rewatchable. Uh it's definitely competes for one of her best.
0: And she's pretty funny in it, too. Yeah,
1: yeah, she's very Which funny. is
0: not a thing that she gets a lot of credit for, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, that brings us to uh, probably not the most illustrious role, but probably one of the most visible roles, as a uh, Selena Kyle slash Catwoman yeah, in uh, yeah. the Dark
1: Knight Rises. What do you think? Do you think she pulls it off? Pulls off Catwoman? I
0: I do in the sense that I think
1: she she can like play the different characters really well. Like she mm-hmm. can play the
0: manipulator really well, and she can also play like you know the the hard ass thief. Yeah, you know who who gets shit done. And I feel like she she's constantly. Going back and forth, you know, depending on what the situation demands of her. Look, it's not a great movie, and I don't think it's like a super well-written part.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I would say there are a lot of problems in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Selena Kyle, Catwoman, and Hathaway aren't one for no, me. No, like, the,
0: the scene that I remember really well is uh, the scene where she's trying to steal, and maybe the pearls. Yeah, his mother's his pearls. His mother's pearls, uh, yeah. Bruce's mother's pearls. And she starts out playing kind of like, you know, the, oh, I'm just like a lost party goer yeah, yeah. kind of thing. It
1: immediately and, switches.
0: Yeah. And, and as soon as she realizes that he sees right through it, then yeah, she switches right over to, I'll kick your fucking ass. Yeah. You yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. cripple. Uh, it's great. I think that that's a, a great uh, encapsulation of, of kind of what that the, character the is. The way
1: I really feel about it is I like Bane in this movie. I don't really like what they do with Bane in this yeah, movie. Yeah, but that's not...
0: The performance's yeah. fault. That's the narrative fault.
1: And I and I don't really like Marion Cotillard in sure. this movie. So had you changed the villain situation, which is basically the whole plot, really, like you know, making Gotham an island and insanity and you know whatever ensues, while that is kind of an environment for Catwoman to thrive in. Yeah. Had you completely changed the plot, like the one thing I would have wanted you to keep and bring over was the introduction to Catwoman in this. Like I, I really like. I thought she was a nice addition to the world. I mm. thought. And Hathaway, Selena Kyle was a good balance for Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne. And uh, yeah, it's not you know it's not Heath Ledger's Joker or, or anything like that, but it's a it's it's a fine performance and a yeah. fine addition to that universe.
0: Agreed. So that brings us to her most celebrated role, at mm. least Tom Hooper's Les Misérables. Which, yeah, we're, which we're which, both big fans which of. Which is the very kind of literal interpretation mm-hmm. of the musical put to screen. They they literally do pretty much the whole musical. Yeah. There's there's a very few things that are cut out. The the singing is all done
1: on screen. There's yep. no like post dubbing later. Dub it. Yep. This thing is a masterpiece. It
0: is a masterpiece. And it's it's almost so strange because I don't know that there are that many musicals that you could do this with and it would feel as authentic as it does. With with this one, just because I don't know, I don't know if it's if it's the settings or if it, it's what I just feel like it would be hard to get away with
1: it in a lot of cases, but it works so well in this movie. the The biggest downfall to Les Mis is that it it, it has ruined every musical that will ever come after it, in my opinion. Like not and not not every musical like tries to be. Certainly, most of them are not as serious as yeah. Les Mis is, but um, it's not just arguably the best musical made of the last decade or even last two decades. It's one of the best movies made in the last, like, two decades. And, half, and Hathaway, who has, like, 11 minutes of screen time in it, is phenomenal. And won a fucking Oscar for 11 minutes yeah. of screen time She's, and deserved it. She is incredible. She is
0: unbelievable. So, so one of the, the context things coming into this, her mom was actually an actress and also played Fontaine. I did not know on, that. On, uh, on Broadway. And so, like, she had, like, a personal connection to this character coming into it and had, like, chats with her mom about how she connected to the character, mm-hmm. all these you know like cuz obviously when when she was playing Fontaine she had a young daughter mm-hmm. um, at the same time and i don't, i you know i don't know what all informed that performance but it is it is one of one of the most powerful performances i've ever seen i mean the song by itself i have the soundtrack Yep. Um, makes me cry but like when i when i watch it on screen i've seen that movie i don't know 5 or 6 times now honestly um, but I just, I weep. I like ugly weep every time that we, we do, uh, I dream to dream. Yeah. And it, it, it's just, it's so good. It, I literally don't know how else to, <laughs> to talk about it.
1: So I think part of, well, anytime we do these actor breakdowns, we focus so much on the actor or actress, but part of that is they have to have a good environment to yep. allow them to perform. And Tom Hooper makes two decisions that I think help create this environment for Anne Hathaway to really just excel. The first was the live singing. Mm -hmm. So if you know if you're unfamiliar, what they did is I think they had a pianist on stage with or you know on set with them, Mm -hmm. and they had in ears, Mm -hmm. and so they could. The pianist was really basing it off of their vocal performance and playing along with it as an accompaniment, and then they went back and then recorded the orchestration based off the piano part. Uh, and the piano
0: is mostly just there as like a reference point for the notes. Yes, exactly. And so it was
1: one, allowing them to sing live, but two, even like really scaling it back musically for them allowed them, I think, an, an opportunity to add their own flares. Music. And Hugh Jackman certainly, like if you listen to almost any Jean Valjean song sung by Hugh Jackman, is it's almost completely different than mm. what you'll hear on Broadway. But the, the other thing he did is he makes it very intentional to have close-up shots. Yes, on their faces while they sing, so it's not just it's not just singing. Like they're they're acting, and he wants you to see every detail in their face while they're doing these performances. And uh, it, I mean, she just knocks it out of the park. Absolutely. If you have not seen the
0: the I Dreamed a Dream scene from that, and if if you haven't seen the whole movie, you should see the whole movie. But mm-hmm. you should definitely just watch that scene to to kind of illustrate yep. what you're talking about. Because a lot of the times, people sing or they act. Yep. And not together, but this is one of those things where where it, it congeals into one of again the most powerful, authentic performances mm-hmm. I've I've ever seen.
1: It's just a beautiful cinematic it's, moment. It's a
0: beautiful, beautiful cinematic moment. And also, I so I, one of the other things I know about this movie is that uh, when they were filming this scene, she had been preparing for for like days because this is like this is the big scene mm-hmm. for Fontaine. And after the the third take, Tom Hooper came, went up to her and said, "We got it." And she's like, "I've been preparing for this for like a week," <laughs> you know. Yeah. like we need to do a, co- a couple more takes. <laughs> so they did like 16 or 17 more takes of it. And then at the end of it was like, that was great, but it's still going to be the third take. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh,
0: but uh, yeah, no, I mean, so th- this is the one she won the best supporting actor, actress for. Absolutely and that it. Absolutely. And I know there were a lot of people who were complaining. It's like, well, she's only in the movie. She doesn't need to be in the movie for longer.
1: Nope. nope. So when you're the best. You're the best. Yeah. I'm like, that's it.
0: So th- this one's going to be a hard one to top as we keep going forward. Uh, but we'll, we'll hit a couple more. So she followed that up with kind of two people at at the peak of, of their current career trajectories. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey, directed by Christopher Nolan. Uh, she's got a pretty minor role. The the plot of the movie is, is uh, Earth is dying. Yep. Coop, played by Matthew McConaughey, is, is sent up with a bunch of other astronauts to go find another she's habitable. She's one world, of the other. And she's one of
1: the other astronauts. She survives, right? She's the only other one that does. Yeah, no,
0: she's supposed to be the one, like, she's supposed to come back to her husband or something, and mm-hmm. he's dead, and Matthew McConaughey meets her on the habitable planet or something at the very end. Spoilers for this movie, it's not that great, you're fine. Uh, it's not bad. It's just, yeah. I, again, I, this is this is neither, none of the actor's fault, in my opinion, in this yep. movie. I think this is, it, it's a movie that was over-ambitious in a for lot sure. of ways. Tried um, to
1: be too many, thing, too many things as well, I think, and and she's fine in it. Nothing much is really asked of Anne Hathaway. Well, she, she
0: gets that super cringeworthy love speech where, you know, they they are kind of dwindling in their options. And mm-hmm. she ha- comes to this epiphany that love is, it's transdimensional, you know, yeah, like everything else yeah, is yeah, limited yeah, yeah. by the physical constraints, but love is something greater and it's terrible. And yeah. I, I, you know, I feel like she goes for it, but yeah. there's just, I don't think there's enough emotional core there mm-hmm. for it to come off as anything but just really cringeworthy yeah 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 um so you know it, it again it, it's a it's a famous role i don't think it's her fault but it's it's i mean this movie might be better than transformers for me by the way Lame is definitely better oh not yeah uh, but interstellar might be better than transformers for me but pretty much all of the actors performances are worse than transformers for me
1: yeah you know on the better or worse than transformers scale like it normally comes down to which one i'd rather watch more yeah i'd probably rather watch transformers more than interstellar i
0: just really like the
1: the score to interstellar it is pretty great um That's kind of the saving grace for me. Which is funny to me, because anytime you talk about Hans Zimmer, you're fine. When I talk about Hans Zimmer, you shit on Hans Zimmer.
0: I'm just shitting on that. (laughs) Look, we're bringing this on air. If you guys haven't seen it on Netflix, there's a Hans Zimmer Live. It's fantastic. You should watch it. It's not. (laughs) As someone who loves music, who is in band, who is a fucking nerd, it's super nerdy. (laughs) And I don't, I'm not
1: okay with it. I teach music. So, I guess I my, my nerdiness is up a little I, bit. I guess
0: so. I guess my, I'm not the highest, enough of a caliber of yeah. nerd to appreciate it. So that brings us to a movie that probably not a lot of people have seen, Colossal. I haven't seen it. Which I think was 2015, maybe 2016. Yeah, no, it's it's somewhere around that area. Kind of an odd premise. I remember going to see it. I, I decided on watching it just based on the trailer, which is Anne Hathaway's kind of a ne'er-do-well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who hasn't, like, figured her life out yet and then wakes up one morning and finds out that she is somehow controlling or, like, a human avatar for this monster in, I think it's South Korea. Maybe it's Japan. I can't remember. way, somewhere
1: stereotypical. I'm pretty sure it's South Korea.
0: And that's pretty much all you get from the trailer. And so you're like, what are they going to do from it, with it yeah. from here? And uh, if you haven't seen this movie, I'm going to tell you to stop this podcast and go watch it because it is definitely worth a watch.
1: Better than Transformers? It is better. It's way better
0: than Transformers. Um, This is also, in in my opinion, one of her best roles. But it gets really dark from there. You find out that one of her childhood friends who she's like re-meeting, also has like a, a, a monster that he can control. And while she realizes that, you know, this is bad and it's like hurting people and it's dangerous to people, he's recognizing his power and using it. Using it and the threat of killing people in a in a foreign land as a threat to make her do things that she doesn't mm, want to do.
1: That's very dark.
0: And Jason Sudeikis is, is is the childhood friend. He is fucking menacing as shit. You don't think he has it in him because you know he's mostly yeah, a comedic yeah, yeah. actor. He's kind of deadpan a lot of time, but he's so menacing. Like, I
1: love Jason Sudeikis.
0: I honestly, for for me, this is this is a, one of the best roles for both of them. Like Anne Hathaway really plays. It, it would be a character that's really easy. Not to like, in the mm-hmm. sense that they, uh, I, in my opinion, so for whatever reason, I don't really know why Anne Hathaway gets a, a rap, especially has the last couple of years as being kind of a phony. Yep, like she's kind of a stuck-up phony, and people don't like her for that reason. A
1: real phony, some would say. <laughs> some might say. <laughs> oh, that was a good plug. You're welcome.
0: I don't really know where that came from, um, any more than any other actor whose yeah, job yeah, it yeah. is to be a phony. <laughs> but I feel like, uh, I feel like this part kind of plays into. The perception of anne hathaway Mm -hmm. and the kind of person that people want her to be and it even takes that which is you know kind of a pointless uninformed dislike of somebody and Mm -hmm. you know the perception of and like still turns it into kind of a likable character in the end i I think she does a really great job it's it's like a it's a nuanced performance she is definitely has good and bad qualities they don't like you know Mm -hmm. brush over the bad things um but it, it's uh it's a really good movie and it's a great performance on both of the lead actors parts so
1: yeah, i want to see it i think it's it was anyway at Redbox. so i'm gonna try to check it out it was
0: see. on hulu oh i think you're right actually i think, think I, remember, well, so. I don't know what else and that brings us to the last performance on this list oh, by the way that movie's better the transformers yeah colossal uh which is the recently released oceans eight the gender flipped oceans 11 reboot
1: mm-hmm. with uh, a, a bunch of ladies we previously reviewed it on we this have podcast. previously
0: reviewed it on this podcast or maybe it was better or worse than transformers it was better I'm or worse sure. than
1: transformers then but
0: um go back and listen to that if you want our full opinions but uh, anne hathaway is the mark yep and she's supposed to be kind of a uh well kind of the same thing yeah. actually
1: yeah she, she's who people think Anne Hathaway is. Yeah, uh, I think she's hilarious in the movie. She's really
0: good because she's supposed to be playing somebody who's like just so full of her own goddamn self. Yeah. She can't see anything else, and that's that's the uh, that's what you get for the majority of the movie. And then at the very end of the movie, you find out that she was more aware than you think, but she was willing to play along.
1: Yeah, so she could get in with it. So she could get in with it. She's she, in my opinion, is is might be the best part of this movie. Like. Her performance is really funny. Uh, it's kind of uh, it's probably a little straightforward. I mean, but I, I I do think it plays into what people imagine Anne Hathaway, what her to really be like. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I thought the twist in the end with her, I thought was actually fairly clever because the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, no one would this dumb. <laughs> Because the heist in Ocean's Eight doesn't quite go off as smooth, no, as it does in some of the Oce- other Ocean's movies. Women, so- am I right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually walked out of it thinking it was kind of sexist because of that. But it was. Uh, I-, I think it's fine. I mean, it's not going to be one of her best performances. No. I don't. I don't think this movie is better than Transformers. But I think she's pretty good in it. That's fair. It's probably. It's not much worse than Transformers. Yeah. But it probably is worse than Transformers.
0: I really think that choice was so much better of, like, an antagonist mm-hmm. than most of the Ocean's antagonists. Yeah, I agree there. Because most of the time, they're just really lame guys in suits who
1: don't do yeah, anything. That's true.
0: Um, and so, you know, she's, I don't know, she's she's likably insufferable, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense.
1: No, yeah, it makes perfect sense. a good um, description.
0: So, uh, yeah, no, I, again, it, it's uh, it's not a great movie, but she's good at it. And a lot of the people, a lot of the other actresses are really good in it. Uh, yeah,
1: the problems with that movie more so are, are just with the movie as a whole, for sure, yeah. absolutely.
0: So we're coming down to the why. This is the problem again. Once with, once again with with two, two people. people, but you know you know for me, I'm not going to give up on is I just yeah, can't. I just can't. It's 100. It's, it's, it's lame. So, so Mis. good.
1: I want to think of something original and be like, oh, it's this for this 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 reason, but it's not. It's just sh- is I mean, we sat here and raved about it for five minutes. Is the, it's one of the best performances you're ever gonna see. Like. She is just so freaking good in that moment, mm-hmm. and she will always get a pass for me. She could go and make a big turd, <laughs> and I'm going to be like, you know what? She was in late Miss*. Yep. It was okay. Agreed. I'm with you.
0: Very little debate. It's kind of unanimous, but uh, honestly, for an uh, in my opinion, uh, from my understanding, an actress that, that I feel like kind of gets sold short on her actual talent and contributions. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff on this. She has a lot yeah. of good performances on this
1: list. She, she kind of gets a bad rap, but like... I don't really think we trashed any of them. No, like, even in the movies that we, which we can agree are probably aren't very good. Anne Hathaway is certainly more than serviceable in. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm surprised she doesn't really get more roles, and I don't really understand the the backlash against her. I think yeah. she's a pretty good actress. You could pretty much go wrong on any of these roles with anybody else, but Anne Hathaway pulls them all off. Definitely, number two is Devil Wears Prada.
0: Oh no, I I, agree. I
1: wanted to say it, but
0: it, it's, it's lame as Devil Wears Prada and then colossal for me.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen Colossal, but I'll go with you. you. i agree with you.
0: And then maybe Princess Diaries. <laughs> the first one's fun. Uh, it's fun. I, yeah. I, I mean, you know.
1: We didn't even talk about love and other drugs. I do like her in that movie Oh, lot. we didn't talk about it. I didn't write yeah. it down. Sorry. Also, is that guys? the one with Jake Is that Jake Yeah. Look at that. And uh, she's she, they fall in love, and she's getting sick, and it's all about like the pharmaceutical industry, and like it's kind of big for its britches, too big for its britches, but... You know, it's fine.
0: Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, best performance ever with yep. Anne Hathaway. It's lame is
1: You knew it was going to be. <laughs> uh, what have you been watching lately? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I, I can't remember anything I watched this week. In their two-week break over like Thanksgiving, I read Order of the Phoenix, um, making my way through the Harry Potter books, which is when I was reading them um, last year, I got to Order of the Phoenix and I... Stopped and I never finished because. Or the Phoenix is the hardest for me. I can't stand Harry in that book. He's, He's ins- the worst. He's insufferable. Um, just mad at everyone all the time and it's very annoying. But I pushed through and as uh, death will never be easy for me. Nope
0: that's that's literally why I stopped reading the Harry Potter books. <laughs> I stopped at five because I'm like Sirius did.
1: I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Harry's a dickhead. Sirius <laughs> is dead. I hate this series. <laughs> it's a really good description. Harry is a super dick and then like the best, like everyone's, the moment Sirius comes in in and, and, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban and like the moment you find out he's good. He is instantly the coolest character. Yeah, you love him.
0: By far. And
1: then you, you also like, you love that Harry has like a parent mm-hmm. again and then you only get that for two bucks. And it's ripped away one more time. Yeah, it's it's pretty difficult.
0: Man, Harry Potter is like the wizard version of Spider-Man when you really think yeah, he's about kinda, it. Yeah, he's, he's very close.
1: <laughs> that's about it. I rewatched The Greatest Showman. I did do that. Uh-huh. I didn't enjoy it anymore. I will say this. The songs are pretty great. But they're very... they're. You and I can say this and because we're both music people. They're pop songs. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what they are. You know, pop basically being anything that's not classical or whatever, but... It, it, this is very this very popish, but um, songs are pretty good in it. My least favorite person in it is Hugh Jackman. Like I just don't really enjoy his. I don't really enjoy the character of PT Barman. I don't really enjoy his portrayal. Um, Zach Efron and Zendaya they're my favorite part of the movie. Uh, I'm trying to think about watch anything else. Oh, Inside Out. Oh yeah. And uh, that is a sad movie. It is a sad movie, but it's pretty good. It has a lot of those. Um, Actors from those like uh, uh, documentary sitcoms like Mindy Kaling, Amy Poehler. Oh, my gosh. What's her name? She's from The Office. She sits behind Jim. I can't think of her name. She plays Sadness. There are a bunch of those people mm. are in that movie. Mindy Kaling's in The Office. Of course, Amy Poehler's in mm. what you might call it. Was Parks in- and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah, I kept wanting to say 30 Rock and that was way wrong. But yeah, no, it's a good movie better than transformers how about you
0: well on on the note of of disney pixar films i went out to see wreck it ralph 2 oh yeah yeah, ralph breaks the internet i like wreck it ralph the first one Mm -hmm. uh i think it's it's fun and i think like john c Riley is a really fun character i think uh vanellope played by what's her name Sarah Silverman yeah. are, is really fun. I just thought the, the plot lines and the character arcs were kind of thin. Yep. I think, like, you know, like getting getting to explore this whole video game world was exciting. Um, but it wasn't like my favorite for that reason. And I actually ended up liking this movie a lot better because it took these like charismatic characters that I really liked. You know, Wreck-It Ralph mm-hmm. and Vanellope. And not only, I mean, they put them into a new world and... I have mixed feelings about the whole internet thing, but I felt like the the character arcs and and the journeys that they were on felt much more like real and like identifiable yeah. than than some of the stuff from the previous movie. But yeah, as, as far as the internet stuff, I have, they they really lean on Disney owns all the properties. Yep. Yep. Which like it's fun to see, and then I'm like also like oh man, they really
1: I, do. Yeah, well,
0: they do, and also like I feel like they're just buying my affection. It's kind of working, mm-hmm. but. It also makes me feel dirty inside. That's what
1: these live-action remakes
0: are. 100%. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the scene with the the princess is, is fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's, there's two, right? There's one that's like when she first meets him, and there's one's like in a, they say everyone says I've seen compared to like an Avenger-style team-up or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, I th- the whole movie's better than Transformers. I think it's better than the first Wreck-It Ralph. I uh, highly recommend it if you like these movies.
1: I definitely want to see it.
0: Uh, the other thing I watched this week is the new Coen Brothers movie that got released to Netflix. Mm-hmm the ballad of buster scruggs which is kind of a western comedy anthology uh so it's got i think six different stories each of the like none of the characters carry over it's it's just random little stories little vignettes of of stories in the old west i liked it i didn't love it i have i always have problems with anthology things because certain ones are always going to be stronger than the other ones i thought there were like two of them that were really great two of them that were pretty good and two of them i didn't really love that much mm-hmm. and I, I wrote a I, I wrote down my thoughts on on my little letterbox account which i used to keep track of the movies i watched this year and, and said well i know this movie was supposed to be a, this was supposed to be a, a series they released on netflix because was supposed to be you know like multiple different things but they didn't want people to watch it out of order so they put it into a movie and i didn't like it because there wasn't a connecting thread between the whole things but then uh former real phony or current and and uh current listener well current listener and uh long distance real Mm -hmm. phony ian who recently followed me on my account was like well actually that's a big misconception it was always originally supposed to be a movie which apparently it is (laughs) (laughs) and the connecting thread between the multiple stories is the ironic deaths based on there it's like oh shit it is actually that That makes actually (laughs) a lot of sense so uh apparently it's i'm just too dumb to understand it but uh it
1: makes a lot of sense
0: it does doesn't it yep but it's i mean it's pretty fun i think again i think like two of the stories are really really good that are definitely worth watching it for also dudley dursley is in it mm-hmm. and uh you won't recognize him if you've now that you know look, i'm gonna keep an eye out look for it
1: i'll uh, tell you if i can recognize him i'd be still be kind of surprised if yeah. you could <laughs> I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I want to see it. I don't know why I haven't made time for it. I mean, right?
0: it's Netflix. It's the easiest thing to yeah, watch. Yeah, I think I like it. Also, because it's one. it's a anthology, you can literally just like watch two and stop and then come back to it.
1: Also a good point. Yeah, I, may, I might start it tonight. You have no excuses is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm going to start reading Half-Blood Prince. That's but, what I'm going to do instead. That's
0: fair. It's yep. a good book. Best movie, in my opinion.
1: Agreed. Uh, we should end on that note while we agree <laughs> on something. I <laughs>
0: Agreed. So thank you guys for listening please rate subscribe and tell your friends it's a great way for us to, to promote the podcast get some new listeners uh if you want to reach out to us you can reach us at better at gmail.com uh you can also find us at real phonies on facebook and twitter uh i do not know what we're doing next week because we're bad at planning but it will be something fun and delightful for your sweet
1: ears i guarantee it
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh thanks to zach evans for art and brian Velasquez for our theme we'll see you guys next week yep i'm going